Hello and welcome to this episode of Critics on a Bus, the podcast where two best friends review the latest films and talk film theory. Okay, welcome to another episode of Critics on a Bus. How are you today, Cameron? I am doing wonderfully, Paul. How are you doing? <laughs> I am also doing wonderfully. And uh, we have got a very, very interesting film today uh, on the agenda. And that film is Uncut Gems. Yes, a Netflix original. Netflix original. Oof, starring... Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, you say? What, yeah. what 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 connotations do we have with that name normally? Multi-Oscar winning person who's never been nominated for an Oscar, so... Yeah, it's, it's yeah. you know, he's kind of like the Daniel Day-Lewis... Uh, of, of rubbish films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, his name, his name is kind of, he's become synonymous with bad films, right? Particularly mm-hmm. bad comedy films. Yeah. I was reading, I have a book on my shelf, literally a book on my shelf where um, it's talking about, it's like rattling off a list of beautiful things and then it's rattling off a list of horrible things and Adam Sandler movies comes up in it and it's like an academic book, but they like, <laughs> they like put in, because everyone just kind of assumes um, that his films will be bad. Um so, Uncut Gems, as we've already said, stars Adam Sandler, who plays a character named Howard, who is a jeweller from New York. And it's directed by the Safties. It's also got Adina Menzel in it and Julia Fox and some of the people. And uh, so he's a jeweller, but he lives this ridiculous, obscene, fast-paced life where he is constantly trading and selling and doing things and spending time with his family and constantly chasing kind of the his he he has he's almost like a gambler basically and he he is constantly chasing and trying to kind of win big through a sale through finding something that uh, he can then gamble on and and so forth and subsequently he is always in trouble with at least three different groups of people and they're always hounding him and trying to get money from him and he's trying to get money from other people and it's just this eclectic mix of people in New York all trying to make money and I don't really know how to summarize the film other than that so (laughs) Um, yeah yeah that's that's absolutely right that's about it really isn't it so we're going to enter a spoiler free zone and we're going to start with what we liked mm-hmm. about this film. So what did you like about this film, Cameron? Um, I I liked the ending. Okay. I thought the ending was um, very different um, uh, and really helps, like, sell the film in the end, I guess. It's, like, it's quite a moment um, that's well worth watching. And you're just like, oh, oh, my goodness sort of thing um mm. and i almost find the the ridiculousness of howard <laughs> just like the, the way he lives his life mm. quite um enjoyable mm. i thought it's just it's just a bit all over the place and it's just a bit a bit manic and a bit just on topic sort of thing it just it just it fit the film really well like the whole kind of i guess the plot in essence what i'm saying really fit the film quite well Mm. yeah no i i agree with you it's similar things for me i 
it was two, two hours and 15 minutes long, but it did not feel like that in the slightest, apart from in the more tense moments. But um, but it's very, uh, very fast, but also very muddled. It's like every single person on the screen has issues with like attention span and they're always swapping in between things every five seconds. And it, it makes for a slightly frustrating watch but it also kind of keeps you interested and it makes the time kind of fly. Um, I don't know if you experienced that. Uh, I did not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Um, but no, I, I, I liked, I liked the performance by Adam Sandler. I thought he was very believable. I thought he was very watchable. I, uh, I found the tense moments to be genuinely tense I, 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 like you say, I thought the the ridiculousness of it. There was almost a kind of charm to it, just yeah. how obscene and ridiculous it was. Um, and yeah, it was just over the top in in lots of ways. But um, but yeah, interesting. I I I'm, I'm sensing I, a slight lack of enthusiasm from your side <laughs> on this film and. Um, that's a perfect segue into what we didn't like about the film. I think we're going to have a slightly different opinion on this one, so so go, fire. Uh, I really didn't like the music of this film. Interesting. I thought, I thought they might have just run out of budget and used whatever free-to-play <laughs> 80s soundtrack they had available to them. I thought it was very distracting and very off-putting, and it's like, for me, it was the biggest thing. It was like, the music is too loud and too abstract in this scene to be involved here and i think i think it really let the film down quite a lot wow interesting interesting okay um so the music was was a big letdown for you i mean now that you mentioned it yeah like for me with the music it it just seemed a tiny bit mismatched that's that's how it hit me like you say it's this 80s that was this like very very generic 80s kind of synth um you know type thing and and there were some times where it was used in scenes that i thought were meant to be kind of poignant or um menacing or you know whatever pick your emotion here but but it it didn't match up it was just kind of this light weird synth thing so no no I, i i i can see that the other thing at least for me is as much as i do think that the the pace and the and the erratic nature of the whole thing had an appeal and the tension as well i didn't find myself a little bit exhausted at certain points um maybe that was intentional maybe that was the kind of the mood that it was trying to create but there were some points where i was like could everyone please just settle down just for a little <laughs> bit could everyone just calm down and they do and there are a few few moments where it's a bit more quiet and it's a one-on-one conversation but i you know maybe 10 minutes of the film total no nothing more than that and the rest is just it's so all over the place (laughs) yeah so the the golden question for the final question for the spoiler free section would you recommend this film i i guess so but not to everybody i recommend this film to 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 those who maybe want to watch a semi-gangster movie but can't bother to watch *The Irishman*, right? 
if the, if the Irishman's a bit too daunting, probably go for this one instead. Mm. But other than that, I don't. I think there's a lot better out there. Interesting. Especially at the moment. Well, yeah, no, there's a, there's a lot, a lot happening at the moment. Um, interesting, because I, 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 like you say, I would be careful who I recommended it to. Um, I know that there are plenty of people who wouldn't, who would just get really frustrated with it and just turn it off. Um, but I would, I would recommend it. I would recommend it. I, I, yeah, I would recommend it in general. I, I, on balance, for me at least, I. I thought it was a good film on balance. I, I don't think it's, you know, whatever the next, uh, you know, masterpiece, but I, 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 I would, uh, I would give it a recommendation. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's Adam Sandler's saving grace. And I don't think that it was snubbed from the Oscars. Like everyone says it was, I think there's genuinely just a lot better out there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah, I think I think in uh, in a different year, I think he he could have got a nomination just because of how how much he puts into the performance in terms of he's on screen for so much of the time and he has mm-hmm. to be so quick and he has a very consistent character. Um, so maybe another quieter year, I could see a nom, but I don't think it's an absolute scandal. No. Uh, yeah. Oh. Okay, so shall we enter the spoiler-free zone and you can offload the the <laughs> the, la- the displeasure that that is lurking in your voice? <laughs> yes, that is the end of our spoiler-free section. Okay. From now on, um, we will have spoilers, so you have been warned. Yeah. Okay, just let let it out, Cameron. Let it out. Right. Talk about All it. All right. All right. I'll start off with. <laughs> This sounds really bad. We'll start off. We're going on. We'll talk about the the story and characters. Okay. Um, the the story is um the story is like mildly interesting. I think um he he's basically just living on debts, just pawning one item, pawning one item to another, um sort of thing. Always always kind of living off money and and I mean that's the story. Like I can't fault the story for being what it is. Um, and, and I, I just think for a lot of the characters, they're just sort of, they're just sort of there, you know. I think, mm. what is it? You've got Howard. Uh, you've got Arno, who I think is his cousin at some point. You find out. You've got Kevin. Yeah. You've got Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can the you, basketball player. Can you name any other player characters? Uh, so uh, Julia, the mistress. Is that what her name? Okay. Yeah, and then uh, there was what was his name? Comey? Co- no, uh, the the guy who was setting up the deal with KG. Um, oh. Who, who he has the fight with? He's wearing like the orange hoodie, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like Kamani or Kamoni or something like that. Uh, I can't remember his name. The most exactly. the most memorable name in there is the weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, no. I, I just I just think that. I mean, maybe it's designed that way, but the characters just were so almost forgettable a little bit um, mm. because the Apart- film is so fast paced, because the story is so like click, 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 click. Mm. Um, it just it just feels like you just flitter through these kind of characters lives. I don't know what his wife's name is meant to be or his children's names are meant to be. Um, yeah, they just feel all a bit the, the whole kind of. Because the story is so fast-paced all of the time, mm-hmm. 
it just feels a bit too much of a whirlwind adventure. Right. You know, and and yeah. you just I just don't feel like my feet ever touched the ground and I ever connected mm. um with with all that and I think and I think with the characters and we'll talk a little bit more about this in the performance section and that I do think I'm watching and I'm very well aware I'm watching Adam Sandler play Howard. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching Howard. Interesting. Okay. Okay, let, let's stay on story and characters. I again, like you say, the story was what it was. You know, it, it was it was just the story almost was kind of this constant need of his to try and win big and doing these very precarious things and crossing all these people that he shouldn't be crossing and making all of these bad decisions. Uh, and it was like this this constant, you know, kind of plate spinning balancing act, except for the plates were constantly dropping and getting smashed. Like it was, uh, it was, it was this just remarkably weird life of, yeah, of bad decisions and lies and deceit and, um, but also trying to then kind of be charming and, and trying to assure people that everything was going to be okay and, and that he would sort things out and, and, and an optimism there. There was definitely an optimism on his part in terms of, uh, he genuinely believed that he was going to solve all of it. Apart mm-hmm. from that one moment where he kind of he's been punched in the face and he he starts to feel down and whatnot. But um, but when it comes to the characters, I think you're right to say that the people around him are relatively forgettable. I wonder though if, uh, I, I, irrespective of whether or not someone likes that or not about the film, I wonder if that was kind of part of the point in that he because the main the main character was him and mm-hmm. the main character was howard and he was the the absolute driving force of, of the whole film and someone who lives that ridiculously and that fast pace and that eclectically and that and has such a short attention span is probably likely to have just about that much connection with the people around him <laughs> because yeah. they're not they're not really people that he properly invests in they're not people that he he actually and every when there was short moments like with his wife or with his child there's like a a 20 second conversation with his daughter where he tells tells her that he's proud of her um but that's it and he keeps saying it and then she's like okay stop okay thanks yeah bye and like yeah and that's it you get the sense that he's never sat down and had a one-on-one conversation for any more than like 10 minutes um so I, I think that that was potentially intentional, but if like yourself and plenty of people out there, you know, myself included, if you like a film that has really good character development and investment in characters, this probably isn't the film for you. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. I think, I think, um, I think part of it as well, it, some of it just felt a little bit too almost cluttery and just sort of like it was trying to hide adam sandler's gags in the film so and this this leads into the next section in terms of like um for example in the when they when they're at the school play right mm-hmm. um and he sees the two sort of debtors or wh- whoever they were <laughs> mm-hmm. um in the audience and he goes and he gets a little in their face uh, and just sort of runs away and then they they kind of pick him up and they they strip him naked and take all the stuff and then lock him in the boot of his own car mm-hmm. it's sort of like if i feel like if you if you were really trying to scare someone you don't lock him in the boot of their own car 
Mm. You know, you. It was almost. It, it felt a little bit. Uh, maybe I'm being way too critical, but it <laughs> it felt a little bit like a, 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 a naked Adam Sandler gag for the sake of a naked gag in there. Yeah, no, that, you know, that one I felt like, yeah, it wasn't particularly menacing. And, yeah, it was just sort of like... it was trying to be. So yeah, was, you sort of yeah. build up this like idea of like, oh, these guys are bad. He, he's in real trouble now. And it just sort of... But it, nothing happened to him. There was no real consequence. He just sort of got clothes and carried on. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I, 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 yeah, I think that that, in particular, that point was, yeah, it didn't do much for then showing how in danger he was. Um, and yeah, like you say, it felt a tiny bit like a, a bit of a gag in that it was like, ha ha ha, he's naked in the boot of his car. <laughs> um, that rhymed, but you know, and and then, but like you say, there weren't any real consequences. There weren't any real consequences to that moment i must say though something that i did find very interesting i don't know how they i don't know what the script what do you reckon the script for this looked like because the amount of overlap and the amount of interruption and the amount of like five-way conversations and and then with stuff blaring in the background and the amount of kind of Oh, I'm talking to you. Then I'm talking to you. Oh, and then oh, and then and like oh, uh, like how do you direct that? How do you? What did it look like on the page? Did they just give them a bit of free reign and say make sure you hit these points? Like I haven't looked into this, but 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 I I kind of liked it. it to a point. To a point. I thought it was kind of very kind of free flowing in a way, in a way. I, I, I don't know. I just, there was something appealing to me about how uh, it, it, it kind of, there, there was a kind of Martin Scorsese gangster-esque feel to it. Kind of, I, Martin Scorsese stuff normally isn't that cluttered, but there's something so interesting about such a dense kind of dialogue wise, such a dense film, uh, almost like the, like the social network. It, it's a very, very different style. But there's something snappy about that kind of dialogue and that kind of speed and overlap and and so forth that it completely takes you away from this idea of this is scripted. Whereas you watch some things and it's like, okay, yeah, that was the line. And yeah, yeah. maybe what they did was they gave Adam Sandler his script and say, (laughs) just say that whenever. And they give everyone else's up to go. In your scenes, just fit in your lines whenever you in between a break of Adam Sandler's <laughs> yeah. voice. And so that, that's what we have to do is just try to find a break and say it in between what Adam well, Sandler's saying. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Because uh, he does speak maybe. very fast, like and he's very fast, a lot. and all over the show. Yeah. One minute he's, you know, oh, he's, oh, thank you for that, and oh, and then there's, I think it's it's really well captured in the scene where there's there's all the different people calling him and it's showing you up close all the different lines on the phone. And he's like, oh, sorry, I've got to drop because I've got to speak to this, but oh, speaking to this person and then he and he drops that person and then someone else calls and yeah, yeah, but it's quite a very hectic life. Yes, and they captured that well, but but like I say, it does get a little bit exhausting. For me personally, I don't know. I yeah. It's it's too much for the audience to follow. Like yeah. it's just you you as an audience member can't keep up with that and so you in essence would lose interest. You would become disinterested in what's happening because there's so much going on that you physically just can't you can't keep up with it. Your your attention span's not gonna last that long. 
Right. Hmm. Yeah. No, I, I see your point. I see your point. I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. I, I, there was, there was something appealing to it though still that I, I think, yeah, I can't quite put my finger on, but, mm. but yeah. Um, we've spoken already a fair bit about Adam Sandler. You don't reckon that this is his redemption? That the, the is it thing, a step step on the pathway to redemption? Maybe I think it is. This is yeah. this is this is like Dwayne Johnson's Tooth Fairy, you know, where mm-hmm. <laughs> he's doing he's paying his dues and getting into the business. The thing is, uh, this might be a little bit is that I don't necessarily think that Adam Sandler is the greatest actor. Adam Sandler does one sort of acting, and that's fast talking, semi funny, um creepy <laughs> you know sort of yeah. um, just a bit kind of goofy sort of acting mm-hmm. and he tries to make this very kind of re- like very hard edge but he still has to be this very particular sort of kind of comma jokey sort of con swindler sort of man who just mm-hmm. speaks very fast and um makes jokes and and it's nothing new from adam it's mm-hmm. very much all it is is just a very different tone of film. It's just make it uh, a drama instead of a comedy, and that's what he's doing. And I think, although it's it's something different, it's a different genre. It's still very the exact same performance we've seen from him. So I don't personally, I don't think it's his saving grace because he hasn't done anything new. He he is singing off the same hymn sheet. In, in this like yeah. you can tell it's adam sandler no you can definitely tell it's adam sandler and and it's not like he like properly like, disappears into the role because because of the name that he's already the kind of notoriety that he's already given himself uh like you say there is i i feel like though his style his goofiness his comedy fit better with this film though in that, yes, it was. It wasn't like he completely transformed himself for a completely different type of role. That's not what happened. I feel like, though, you, you know, in other films where you're very aware of the goofiness and it's kind of cringeworthy, and um, you know, I feel like in this role and in this scenario and in this setting, it, it worked more than other stuff that he's done. I personally, I, I think that the fit was better there because you can imagine uh kind of you know like you say a swindler kind of you know dirty dealer kind of type individual who is like that who is a a bit goofy but but tries to lay on the charm Mm. and is funny unsuccessfully sometimes like you know i don't know I, i feel like it works i feel like yeah but like I mean, you say, it's not like a massive acting transformation for him or anything yeah. like that. And 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 that's the that's the thing. Like it does work. It does mm. make Howard very much like Howard and very much how you expect him to be. But he doesn't do anything different to what Adam Sandler's been doing for the past like twenty years. You know. He just does it quicker. Yeah, <laughs> he does it quicker and with a lot more swear words. That's basically yes. all he's done. Um, and I think that is why I wouldn't say uh, he's not missed in any awards right now because he's not he's not trying to do something different. If you look at, I don't know, even if you don't like him, you look at Johnny Depp, for example, Mm -hmm. 
you know, from from Sleepy Hollow to Edward Scissorhands to Willy Wonka, Captain Jack, they're all very distinct people. And there's sometimes Sweeney mm-hmm. Todd even there is apart from the Tim Burton esque look of some of those films, they are very different characters. If you look at mm-hmm. Iron Man to Sherlock Holmes, there are two very separate ways of thinking, talking, moving, acting. You know, I'm trying to think who else is a is a mass. I mean, Daniel Day Lewis. Even we talked about yeah. him. Well, he's the <laughs> you know uh, the king. <laughs> you know, mm. those sort of people and they're different performances. They're completely different people. Mm. Um, and with 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 this, I was just so so aware that it was Adam Sandler. Because it was exactly the same as I've seen him in everything else I've seen him in, and I think that's why he was um, air quote snubbed from um, the awards because he's not think he's not not actually done anything new. It's uh, I don't know whether you think there's some com- comparability here, but I when I think about actors who are always the same in the films, I think of Will Smith. No offense if anyone's a really big Will Smith fan. But I've seen quite a lot of films, particularly action movies, where Will Smith is is Will Smith. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, and he does he branches out a little bit more than Adam Sandler, maybe. But 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 I feel like he's just always Will Smith, whether he's in Hitch or whether he's in I Am Legend. There is slight variability, but but there's just a Will Smithness to yeah. him that you can't and, seem to get rid of. And I get that every actor has their own style, and like yeah. obviously they are the same people, so they do look and sound the same as they do yeah. in other roles. But like even with even with um, say Will Smith, Will Smith for example, if you take so you would take Bad Boys, Aladdin, and Suicide Squad just off the top of my head, like they're three very different types of films and very different performances. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Maybe I'm wrong. I, yeah. I mean, I I do agree yeah. that Will Smith is very Will Smith in a lot. Of or at things. least there are, yeah, there are things. It's not everything that he's yeah. in, but there are certain films where I'm like, I've seen this performance before. Yeah. Um, but, but there there is some. There are some. Very, like, you know, Pursuit of Happiness. Um, yeah. Is he in is he in Collateral Damage? I think he is. Uh, uh, collateral Beauty. Collateral Beauty. That's the one, and that was a, that was a very interesting film. And he does, and he, but he can do those like jokey action, almost like Fresh Prince esque performances. You know, he was incredible as a genie. Um, he played the very serious like assassin, uh, but then he has you know Prince of Happiness and Collateral Beauty where he plays very somber and it's very different. And you can see there's a different type of acting in that. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, no, I agree. I'm not not just not to dispute your claim. He does obviously do some very bad basic performances <laughs> um i mean was it gemini man tanked at the box mm. office last year um but i just i just felt that adam didn't, didn't do anything new and um uh, for himself and i think that's what let him down mm. interesting that won't be shared that opinion won't be shared by lots of people no nope. so, uh, <laughs> that's uh that's what we like here on critics on uh controversy <laughs> That gets the people talking. So yeah, um, yeah. you've already mentioned the the music, but let's let's come back to this point. This this oh yes, um, oh, interesting goodness. music choices, shall we say? Do you want to elaborate on that? Right from the get go, I was not on board. With you just weren't feeling it, were you? Think, just weird poppy music that they had going. It just didn't fit the world. The the film almost lends itself to um 
it's kind of like a coloured noir-esque sort of feel to me mm. and the weird sort of like offbeat 80s sort of mm. crime drama <laughs> um, <laughs> music that they had and sometimes it was so loud and overpowering yeah i got so distracted by it and i, I physically was like they need to stop with that music <laughs> it it did feel like they had no money left and they're like, okay what music can we get that's free so they got an 18 18 year old with a synth and uh, gar- garage band on his computer and uh, yeah, they basically, basically they yeah they they paid him in lollipops and goes yeah. hey, like this. Uh, here's here's some more um bitcoins or something for your playstation sort of mm. it just it just felt so out of place and mm. because the film is set modern day-esque mm. you know 2012 uh, you know they have iphones yeah they have iphones it's, <laughs> it's definitely not set in the 80s no. um and it's weird because it kind of they kind of look and dress sort of like it's the 80s as well <laughs> um, he's always wearing these big clunky shoes i don't get that yeah no there's like a cheap but i think that's more kind of like the the, the, the type of people that cheap not cheap not cheap but but almost being cheap by attempting to look wealthy type thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those kind of like huge 500-pound 500, 500 Gucci shirts. They, like, they yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, but, he still has the tags. Because like, he talks about how he throws one to a, a friend and, and is like, look, the tag's still on it. Just take that because his shirt gets ripped. But then yeah. there are certain points in the film where Adam Sandler's shirt, you can see the tag coming out the back, implying that he's just kind of probably like, like they kind of common sometimes they probably fell off the back of a truck they're probably yep. fake gucci but and he's still got the tags on but he's wearing them and he's just, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and and the music you know the music still had the tag on it it's just it really it just really didn't work for me it was never never you know music is powerful music can set the seed and really make you think or the absence of music can really make you think i mean and then this film it just it just sometimes just made me just annoyed Mm. I don't know what you thought because for me it was, it was really off-putting. Do you know what? I, I I did notice it. I noticed it particularly at the end, and we can talk about the end uh, in a bit. But I, because I felt like there was a, a distinct mismatch there. But it, I I did notice it, and I thought mm, this is kind of weird. This is very eighties, but this isn't an eighties film, and it's not like Thor Ragnarok where it kind of works because it's funny. It just <laughs> it just kind of. It, 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 yeah, it, it was a bit distracting. It was a bit distracting. I don't think it annoyed me as much as it annoyed you, but for me, it was just it was just the mismatch. That's what really kind of got me. And there are a few times where there'd be a scene, and then I I just kind of noticed that that synth music in the background. And I'd be like, mm, I don't know, yeah. that doesn't really add up. That doesn't really. The, add. <laughs> it, it's interesting because if you imagine, just just think about some of those moments for a second in your mind, and like imagine it should have been. It almost kind of with the look of the film and the music, you could almost imagine if it was a bit quieter, um, it'd be like black and white, raining, and Adam Sandler's going, "Yeah, so Dead Arno came and beat me up. I'm still looking for him twenty years later." You know, you can, you can see it, can't you? That's yeah. almost almost like detective noir esque feel. It it, mm. it which just didn't work in the film, and I think it. I think it ultimately led the production value of the the whole feel of the film um, quite down. 
for me. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely think it was it bothered you more than it bothered me, but but it's not, you know, I I know what you mean. It's yeah. I definitely, um, yeah. Let, let let's talk a little bit about the ending here because yes. it it was I, like you say, I think it was definitely one of the better parts of the film. Not just because Adam Sandler gets shot, <laughs> but the whole lead up when he's got the guys locked in between the, the doors with the glass door to the shop and, and uh, Julia is, is over at the betting place and the game is going on and, uh, you know, and he has these certain demands for the bet that have to be met if he's going to win his money. And also one of them is that they have to win the game. So it's right up until the buzzer and and they're playing and then he misses a shot or he gets it or he doesn't and and it's all very tense and the people that he's got trapped Arno and the guys in between in between the two doors they start off very very annoyed at him but then slowly they realize he's not gonna let them out and then they're watching the game and then they're realizing oh do you know what he's actually onto something here this might actually be legit he might actually get the money um it was very tense and and then when he's so happy that he's won and then he comes out and the guy comes out and shoots him. I don't know. It, it was pretty shocking. It I, was. I, found, it, it I was. found it pretty shocking. I was not expecting it. No, I was not either. Like, I I mean, I don't know quite. I I, I don't know how much he was set to win. Um, my understanding was basically it would solve all his problems. He'd pay off everybody with this one big break because it was like 26,000 or something on one bet. Um and he was set to make a lot of money. And yeah, when that thug came out and just straight up mm. shot him in the face, I was I I was shocked. I was like, oh, that's not where I saw the film going. Mm. Um, and then it's 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 almost ironic. It's like you idiots, you're robbing the store, probably full of fake stuff now. Yeah, and you would have made so much more money if you let him live. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was good. I thought it was one of the stronger, strongest points of the story. Um. Yeah, I think that it encapsulated the the impulsiveness of everyone in the film pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, for me, that's very. It's very Scorsese. So there's. Um, so Joe Pesci, who people, if you haven't seen any of Martin Scorsese's gangster films, you you might know him as, um, I think is Harry or from Home Alone. He's the the short Italian American guy from Home Alone from the first two films, um, the Wet Bandits, the bad guys. The um, and so you have the tall guy with the crazy hair, and they have the short guy. I think his name's Harry. Uh, that's Joe Pesci, and he plays this character in a number of Martin Scorsese's films, but particularly in Goodfellas, who just, he just can't help himself. If someone disrespects him, he just, he he then shoots them. And then there's a massive problem because they have to cover it up. And then someone else disrespects him and he shoots them or he like gets really annoyed at them. And then it causes trouble. (laughs) And, and it just shows that kind of impulsiveness of the people who live that kind of life. Mm -hmm. And that's why they get into trouble, but it's also probably why they get out of trouble because they're quick enough to kind of, you know make a deal or you know lie or whatever and I feel like that that kind of shot in the face at the end really encapsulated the you know the type of people that they were dealing with just really impulsive really kind of um 
do like really silly things where if they just sat back and breathed for a minute and and calculated it, they would have realized that it was worth waiting and getting the money and whatnot. But it's almost like they can't help themselves. They just have to do something ridiculous. And he was like that as well. Adam Sandler's kind of was like that, not quite to the point of killing people, but he would just do things. You'd be like, oh, don't do that. Don't don't give away the ring. Don't do that. Like don't yeah. just like, yeah. you know, yeah. like, when he went to the pawn shop with the with the ring, with the Celtics ring, I was like, What is he doing? <laughs> and then you realise, oh, it's that type of film and he's that type of guy. Okay. <laughs> like Yeah. But no, it was a strong ending. It was a strong ending. Yeah, and then I also think because you see that Arno, who's the the guy who owns he owns tons of money to, is also he is shocked by that. Yeah. And and he's realised that he has basically hired the wrong people for this, and then mm. he tries to get out of it, and then he gets shot. And it's yeah. sort of, and it, it that guy just sort of that situation just sort of snowballs. Mm. Um, and that you know, especially with you when you mark up that Julie is trying to hide from those guy from the from the thugs in the betting yeah, place, trying yeah. to get to get the money as well, and. And it's it's actually quite of a shame because by just by that point after the two hours you're sort of like okay I want them to I want him to he's so Adam Sandler is so happy Howard is so happy that he's won and he's winning I want him to win I want him to succeed like that is the only real mm. time I got on board with Howard I was like yeah like, right. you've done it you've you cleared your name like don't do stupid mm. things and you know cancel your debts <laughs> retire. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you know, and he's so elated, and then it all just all goes down. And it, it's so sudden. It, there's no like, and yeah. there's no like remorse, and there's no like, um, yeah, there's no remorse from anyone else. There's no like dwelling on it either. You know, it, it, they don't they don't <laughs> shoot no him. And it goes, music. <laughs> yeah, they don't shoot him. They don't go slow mo as he falls to the ground. It's just bang, dead. That's yeah. one place, you know, and it's so very real almost. Mm. Um until they really go into his wound and do this that weird animation thing that they did from the beginning mm. um i don't i don't quite get that choice but <laughs> yeah that was an interesting choice i yeah. thought as well mm. yeah i don't get it but hey that's what they made that's the choice they made so mm. that's probably where they spent all the money for the music was in those two shots <laughs> <laughs> the beginning and the end shot yeah <laughs> um mm. do you reckon that there is some there must be some like memes out there of uh, like that last scene, Adam Sandler like ce- celebrating, and then like the the guy who shoots him in the face being tagged as like the Oscar nominations, like <laughs> like <laughs> boom, reality check, no nomination. <laughs> maybe that's what you should be doing is making memes. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> it is. Um, so sh- shall we enter Paul's uh, critics' corner? Yes. Let's go to Paul's Critics Corner. Do you know what? So, the critics are lapping this up. The critics are absolutely loving this thing. They think that it's it's the bit, you know, the bee's knees. It's it's the big turnaround for Adam Sandler. It's, um, you know, it's wonderful and all of this. So, it's Metascore is a ninety. Oh, that's huge. That is out of the park, that is. And that's 188 critic reviews as well. So, like, I mean, normally Metascore is around about 50 critic reviews. So, you know, and it's 
Rotten Tomato score is, uh, at least for the critics, is 92%. Oh. Uh, and that's 298, which again is, is a pretty high critic count. They are loving this thing. Um, however, there is a bit of a discrepancy between the audience score and the meta score, as there always is. Uh, on IMDb, it's, it's a respectable 7.9. I think okay. that's a very respectable score. It looks a bit settled. However, its Rotten Tomato score for the audience is 52%. That's realistic. That's more. That's more like it. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is, is that what you're feeling? Is it? Is yeah. No, that's a huge discrepancy. That's that's exactly forty percent difference. Which wow. I mean, that's that's a gaping chasm. That is. It's rare that films have that big of a. It's like Blade Runner. Or, you know, like there are certain things where the critics just love it, and then the audience is like, no, it's not not for us. No, thank you. The last what's re- yeah what's really interesting though about this one is that it's not even political because normally that's where the discrepancy comes is that <laughs> it'll yeah. be some really really like political message deep in the film and the critics love it because it's up to date and whatever and controversial and the audience are like that's not what we want we just want to be entertained sorry but this isn't the case with this one i yeah i don't know it's interesting it's interesting Mm, that is interesting. Okay, let's move to your let's move to your summary. I want uh, yeah, if everything that you've you've thought about this film in a few minutes, and uh, and I'll do mine, and then we can give a score. And I'm very interested to see okay. the score. Okay, okay. So my 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 overall sum of this film, it's a weird sort of. It's still very Adam Sandler. It's a it's a very different story, but it's a bit too non-consequential not really until near the very end not very much actually happens um the characters are a bit are flitted across far too quickly um adam does give a very good adam performance of howard um but i think everyone including the film itself was trying to catch up with itself and it and the film just sort of feels disjointed between the story, the 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 script, the the music, and the setting. All just feels a bit everyone. Everyone's in a different era or a different time zone. Um, I don't think it's anything groundbreaking or new. I don't think this is the saving grace for for Adam. I think he's on the right track. Um, and he could make his his way into more interesting films, but I don't think this is this is where it starts for him. Um, the ending is shocking. It's um, very realistic uh, and it changes the pace of the film way more, but it's not enough to save it for me. So, yeah, I, I was I was left thoroughly just sort of disappointed to to show what I did after story after this. I was so a bit like, nah, I, I want something a bit more entertaining. I watched Six Underground <laughs> straight afterwards. It took you to uh, desperation. It took me, it took me to my <laughs> Um And you know what? I if if Uncut Gems two and Six Undergrounds two came out, I'd watch Six Undergrounds two over Six. Oh, oh my day! <laughs> oh, he is throwing shade. I'm oh. a massive shade right now. Yeah. Oh my that's, days. That's my summary. That's what it's come to. Your score is going to be different to mine. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so I personally, do you know what? I thought this film was on on balance for me, but uh, you know, and 
and it's important that we you know uh respect disagreement on this uh podcast but i on balance i thought it was good i thought it was entertaining i agree that the music was a bit mismatched i agree that it wasn't necessarily the breakthrough that people think it was for adam sandler and i agree that the people around him were a bit two-dimensional but i enjoyed the tension i enjoyed the the pace i enjoyed the kind of fake charm i enjoyed the hard situations that it put you in i enjoyed the uh ridiculousness and over the topness of of his lifestyle of the fact that he was always chasing the next thing the fact that he was constantly conning people lying to people i i i love this whole kind of you know this oh yeah i've got the money and then you show up and they haven't got the money but they said they got money but you know it was just to get you in the room so they could talk with you and tell you why they haven't got the money. Like, I don't know. I, I, I liked that element to it and I found it, I found it appealing and the ending was shocking and tense. And I, I don't know on the whole, it just, it, I liked it. I, I actually, I liked it. Um, for all its flaws, it's flawed, and it's not—it's not a—it's not, not worthy of a 90 on Metacritic. It's not worthy of a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's not the next big thing. It's not—it hasn't been snubbed at the Oscars. I think that people are perhaps getting uh, critics, at least, are getting a little bit too excited about it. But <laughs> but I do—I don't think it's awful. Um, so scores. I'm very interested. Go on, go on. Only and th- only because of the ending. Okay. Do I give it a six? Oh. Now the six of this is is a is a pretty sad looking bus. Yeah, right? tell us the, about the bus. The the bus that we've we've got is it's one of those like it's one of those. And the buses, you're like, oh, that bus is the old one, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> gosh. Um, yeah, there's water all over the floor. There's <laughs> there's Asbos in the back making racket. Empty um, McDonald's bags just littering oh, the floor. Oh, it stops at every single stop. It waits just a little bit too long. The driver's pretty rude. They run out of ticket um, paper. <laughs> it's it's a nightmare, really. So, And, and you just sort of like, this is when you're sitting there. The world is great. You're listening to sad songs on your on Spotify. It's raining. You're just having a pretty miserable, miserable kind of time of the whole thing, really. Um, single decker. Single single decker. It's also <laughs> cold, and some idiot keeps opening the window and like the one window <laughs> that makes you cold. So there's a breeze coming through, and no matter how many times you close it, someone keeps opening it, and you're just getting very annoyed. That's the kind of bus that you're on in this situation. <laughs> Do you know what? As, lo- as 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 awful as that bus is, I I thought you were gonna go in for a four or five. So I'm imp- I, six. The I the ending and the ending just about saves it. But just for context, I wouldn't have given six hundred ground any better of a score. So interesting. That's the reference point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So do you know what? I'm I'm gonna take take that bus that you just described, but it's not quite as bad. It's it's you know it is single decker base seats some stains some annoying people but but you're in an all right mood and 
you know, it, maybe it's just a bit cloudy. So still pretty bad bus experience, but seven for me. That's so a very, very low seven. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite as low as you've you've described your six, but but I'm I'm willing to go because th- for me seven seven. If a film is a seven for me, it's 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 good. You know, on the whole, it's good. Um, and I'm willing to go there. I'm willing to go to, there with this film. I enjoyed it enough for me for me to say that. So, um, did I did I give Frozen two a six? I don't remember. Oh, no, actually, if she listens to this, <laughs> she's gonna. <laughs> but there you have it, folks. Uncut gems. Uh, you might hate it, like some of the audience do. You might be a budding critic yourself and think that it is the absolute bee's knees. And if so, we'll be interested to uh, to hear what you have to say about it. And there you go. That's our first ever Netflix film review. Um, that's that's it for today, I guess. And we'll uh, yeah. don't forget to like us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to our podcast on your different um, streaming channels, such as Spotify and Google Podcasts. And please do leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think. Yes, um, we would. Absolutely. But that's all from me. Yep, and all from me too. Take care. Till next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you next time.